I'm Jonathan Goldstein, and you're listening to Wiretap on CBC Radio 1 and Sirius XM. Today's episode, My Old Address Book. Perhaps junk drawer is too benign a term for the drawer in my hallway table. It's a drawer of dead dreams. And after spending the evening puzzling over its arcane paraphernalia, old movie stubs, expired metro transfers, and unidentifiable keys, I arrive upon an old address book from the late 90s. Perhaps most amazingly, the book contains phone numbers, which one had to dial oftentimes with one's finger, in a hole, like an animal. The old address book reads like a graveyard of old friends and dead relatives and defunct pizzerias. Alice Samard, Beatrice Lowenstein, Mr. Bernard. Mr. Bernard was a high school English teacher who gave the class his home phone number. I have it in my book under M for Mr. Mr. Bernard was young and cool, and handed out his number on the first day of class in case any homework emergencies popped up. Some evenings, unable to find our family's TV guide, I'd consider phoning him to see if anything good was on. I never did, of course, but knowing it was possible was a source of power. Brittany Wolfe, James Hurst, Tina Walters. Tina Walters my first college girlfriend. She lived near the railroad tracks in Saint-Henri and owned a fondue pot. I thought she seemed so adult. Looking closer, I see that right beside her name, I've scrawled, in a different colored ink, the word bathmat. Was this a playful nickname I had for her? As I start to flip through the address book, I see that as a means of keeping track of books that I had out on loan, I'd write down titles beside people's names and then cross them out once the books had been returned to me. But why Bathmat? Was it the title of a book? You know, if I'm not mistaken, it was just after Tina had moved into a new apartment that I lent her my grandmother's fluffy pink bathmat. I used to keep it under my desk and rest my naked feet on it. It was a constant reminder of my bubby. I wonder if Tina might still have it. You know what? What the heck? Why not find out? Hello? Hey, is this Tina? Yes, it is. Who's this? Does my voice sound familiar? Uh, a little bit. Who, who is It's this? Jonathan. Goldstein. Hey. Hey. Right, Jonathan, how are yeah. you? Yeah, uh, good. Wow, we are, uh, wh- hi. Hi. Um, I guess you weren't expecting to hear from me, huh? No, God, no. I. No, not at all. How have you been? I'm 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 good. Yeah, very good. Yeah, you everything okay, boy? I'm good. You know, I have to admit, I I kind of have an ulterior motive in in calling you. Okay, what is that? I'm not surprised. What is it? Why Why do you say that? 
Well, you haven't kept in touch in, in 10 years, so I imagine, you know, there's a reason why you're calling now. Do you remember I once lent you this bath mat? Are you kidding me? Hold on. I thought that was a housewarming gift. Like, I thought you bought me a bath mat. Well, it was like a housewarming, like, loan, I think. A loan? My, you know, it was my grandmother's and my... my... Oh, that's disgusting. You never told me that at the time when you gave it to me. Well, technically, I didn't give it to you. I lent it to you because you remember you you had said that You're you... You're actually calling me 10 years later about this? Are you kidding me? You know, it's fine if you don't have it anymore. I was just... I don't have it anymore. Well, why do you say... Why it's... would I even still have that? Well, you... People don't lend bath mats. People give or throw out bath mats. It's not something you use and then you give back to somebody. Anyway, I'm not calling because I want it back, but I you're mean... calling me after ten years, and and you're obsessing about this stupid bathroom. No, I'm, like, I'm not. Obs- do you even know what's gone on in my life in the last ten years? I, I would like I, to hear that. Would you, or well, do you care more about the bathroom? No, I mean, I, mean I, I, I was married. Hey, congrats, Mazel Tov. I'm divorced now, by the way. Have you heard that? Did no, you hear? I, I, I got didn't divorced. know that. I'm sorry. I have two kids. Hey, well, that that's congratulations. You didn't know about that. I didn't know that. Congratulations. I've lost parents. I'm sorry to hear that. You know what? Great talking to you, John. Really. I'll send you a gift card to Bed Bath & Beyond, okay? That's, look, that is not necessary. You don't even have my address, do you? Go to hell. Linda Kaplan. Brendan Fields. There are names inside the address book that I can only vaguely remember, and others I can't remember at all. Vincent St. Jacques? Martha Hudson? Nothing. And here's someone I have down as simply Kevin. I was so familiar with him that no last name was even needed. Now I've no idea who he is. Here's one with just the last initial, Dimitri E., a personal trainer I met at a house party in the early 2000s. Him, I remember. For one thing, he couldn't stop talking about something called glutes, promising to teach me how to get mine into great shape through the use of nothing more than a bucket, chair, and mop handle. I never phoned him, but now, what the heck? I really could use a trainer. Hello. Uh, hey, is this um, is this Dimitri? Yes, it is. Hey, Dimitri. Um, my uh, you probably don't remember me, but um, my name is uh, Jonathan, and we met at a party. Yes, I recognize the voice right away. I couldn't forget you. How are you? We met at a party. Sure. In 19... Yeah, it was, it was the Backstreet Boys album release party. You were wearing like loafers. I I vaguely recall it. That. Did that's kind of incan- that's amazing that you would remember that I and and I remember at the time you were a personal trainer. Yeah, and I I remember thinking as soon as I saw you, this guy has tremendous glute potential. You know, you were like you were like a thousand squat thrusts waiting to happen. And and, and so I was um, just going through this old address book of mine, and I came across your number, and I was wondering whether you were still uh, doing personal training because... Yeah, it's funny. I'm just starting to get back into it now. I had a kid a couple months ago, so... Oh, hey, congratulations. Yeah, it's, it's great, but it's definitely, you know, it's hard to work out hard when you're when you're not sleeping much. And um, <clears throat> But anyway, enough about me. What have you been up to? Uh, well, since 
I guess since the beginning of the 2000s, I've been in radio. Really? I have a radio uh, oh, that's show. That's great. I, you know, it's funny. When I met you, I thought, this guy has glutes for radio, built for radio. Uh, how, probably, you probably do a lot of sitting, I would guess. I do, yes. Are, are you sitting right now? I am, yes. I, I can kind of hear it in your voice. I can actually feel that you're not sitting quite right. I feel like you're you're straining a little bit on the anterior left glute, what's called like gluteal pronation, like you're leaning a little bit to the outer left side of your butt cheek right now. Can, can you do something for me? Just try leaning a little bit more to the center. You you could tell this just from, from yeah, hearing... Yeah, I can actually feel it even from the silence between your words. I can feel it in the breath. I... Just inhale and lift and then relax. You feel that? Mm. Uh-huh. Sitting, believe it or not, is a is a is a is a major part of the training regimen. In fact, if so? I was agree to take you on as a client, uh-huh. we would have to get rid of the chairs completely for the next, I would say, six months to a year. You would exclusively either be sitting on my lap, sitting sitting on your lap. Yeah, and that would involve also. Did I mention the um, ping pong balls? We'd also want to work on suction. I don't even want to know. So, what any that radio is. that sounds, you know, it's funny. I've been working on a book idea since uh, since I had the baby, mm-hmm. well, the Daddy Diaries, and I've been trying to find a way to promote it. So, um, the radio that might be. Uh, what kind of book is this? It's sort of like a personal memoir about uh, fitness-oriented dads. That that sounds great, but we uh, we don't. I mean, the show that I do isn't really um, a fitness show. Well, it's not se, mainly you know. a fitness show, but I mean, there's obviously you do stories on fitness at some point, right? I mean, that's part of it. No, not really. No, I mean, you not know, really. hold on. Let me just not, let me grab the manuscript and just read you one one brief excerpt from one chapter. Hold on a second. Let me just. Um, I happen to have it here. If it's yeah, okay. yeah. If this is a good time for you, well, okay. It sounds good. You know, it's always a good time. Yeah. While I read this, if you just want to squat, that would be good. I should squat. You know, people don't realize how many opportunities there are throughout the day to squat. Like brushing your teeth, good time to squat. Waiting for the subway or an elevator, great time to squat. Nobody notices. When you're actually on the subway or train, you can just elevate your buttock about an inch off the seat. Nobody's going to notice you're squatting the whole time home. I'm actually squatting right now. You know, nobody's got to know what's happening. It's your own private little secret. Let me just grab this manuscript and read you a little bit. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to honor you with actually you're going to be the first person to hear any of this because I've been... Okay, this is actually from the introduction of the book. Okay. I wrote this in my squatatorium, which we built out back. A squatatorium? Yeah, it's, just, it's a room with just space to squat in. Uh-huh. So this is, this is from the introduction. Okay. <clears throat> I look like a piece of melted Gouda cheese with two raisins stuck in it. I bought a bathroom scale, but I was like, how can this possibly be the number this scale is saying? It must be broken. So I threw it out and bought a new one. Same thing happened. Odd. Doesn't anyone make scales at work anymore? When I could no longer afford to buy more scales, I finally had to face the truth. The scales weren't broken. The problem was me. So I went to see an eye doctor who confirmed my suspicions. I've become so overweight, it's making me go blind. It's called morbid cornea obesity. And apparently it can be brought on by innocent everyday activities, such as having a baby or eating 997 individually wrapped Kraft cheese singles, which they don't warn you about on the package. And really, once you eat the first few, what's the point in putting a half-empty case of cheese back in the fridge, especially at 2 a.m.? I realized something had to change when none of my clothes fit me. And so I began making moo-moos out of bed sheets. When none of the bed sheets fit me anymore, I decided it was finally time to stop making excuses and do something about it. And so I devised a few easy ways to sneak fitness routines into the day while tending to Junior. All right. Okay, so number one, Mm -hmm. carry the baby around the house on a cinder block for an hour each morning. It's good for the glutes. Note, a cinder block can be rough on a newborn's skin, so fold two paper towels on top of the cement as padding. Don't forget to rinse off the cinder block when you change the diaper. 
Two, get up to pee in the middle of the night, delirious with new father fatigue, and stub your toe on the side of the bed so hard you first see red, then black, then white, then some of the early abstract color fields of Barnett Newman. Go to the baby and say in a whimper, Daddy broke his toe. Rest at least 10 minutes before the next set. Three, if you live in an apartment, each time you enter the building, put the baby in the elevator, press your floor number, and then run up the stairs as fast as you can. See if you can arrive before the elevator does or someone steals your baby. Four, mention one more time to your wife, who's just had a baby, that you feel fat. Five, prepare to run fast. Yeah, well, that, that, that's it. yeah that, sounds, that sounds pretty good. So let me know when you want to start. I'm pretty available, actually. Um, and and who and is is your wife kind of a, a a fitness type person also? Well, you know, when I met her, she was in amazing shape. She was a dancer, and it's like, okay, I know she had a baby, but she has. It's been four months, and I'm no, I wasn't, baby. I wasn't talking. I wasn't talking about you. I'm talking about another. I was talking about another dancer. You know what? I got to go. Um, but call me, and we'll we'll uh, we'll definitely get those glutes in shape. Yeah. Baby, baby, I'm sorry. I'm coming. I'll be right there. The old address book is full of heartbreak and regret, like Samantha, a schoolmate I invited over when I was a teenager. Things fell apart after she stayed for dinner with my family, and at the center of the table, instead of a lazy Susan or flower vase, sat a roll of toilet paper. In our house, whether you were blowing your nose, mopping up spilled pea soup, or bandaging a head injury, one used toilet paper. After dinner that night, Samantha stopped returning my calls. I blame it on the toilet paper, not my table manners. But was it the table manners? Only one way to find out for sure. Yellow. Hello, is Samantha there? No, I, I'm afraid you have the wrong number. I'm sorry, is this 514-597-4251? Uh, yes, it is, but there's no Samantha here. Oh, okay, I'm, I'm sorry about that. Uh, uh, sorry to bother you. Uh, Not a problem at all. Uh, have yourself a good afternoon. Uh, h- hang on a second. It, it's, it's really, it's very strange. You, you, you sound very familiar to me. Oh, yeah? Because I, I don't know if you're hearing it, but I, I, I have to say that you and I, we sound quite similar, don't you think? No, I, I, I'm not hearing it. I don't, I don't think I hear that. You don't think we sound alike? Not really, no. Could I, could I get you to say Monday? Excuse me? You know, Monday. You want me to say the word Monday? Monday. 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 Do you hear it? No, I'm not hearing it. Monday. Monday. Not a, you don't know? Mm, no, I don't think so. Monday. I gotta go. Apollo Dry Cleaners, Movie Land Video Rental, Pizza Donini, an out-of-business pizza restaurant, 
I was a fan of their all-dressed, though I'd substitute green olives for green peppers. My friends, paying homage to my melancholy, dubbed my version the all-depressed. And what is this? The amazing Chaco psychic line? Hello? Hello? Hello, the amazing Chaco psychic hotline. How may I help you? Howard? Wait, don't tell me. Your name is coming to me. You're Smith. Smithy. Howard, it's... Billy. Bob. Billy. No, it's Billy. Jonathan. Oh. Oh, hi. Yeah, no, I actually knew that because I'm, I'm psychic. So I knew well, What number call. is this? It's my psychic hotline. Why do you call me on the psychic hotline for? This is for work only, John. Since when do you have a psychic hotline? I've had this thing going since 1992. John, we had a, we had a launch party. You were here. You helped me set this thing I up. I didn't think you were still doing this. I, th- I thought you went bankrupt. Oh, I, well, this phone hasn't rang in a long time. Since? About 1993, I think. But yeah, I still have a psychic hotline. Okay, so so here, I'm pretend I'm a client and I'm calling up for your services. What, what, right. hello, what do I get? Give me the okay. whole the whole pattern and everything. Okay, I would say, okay, uh, so describe your palm to me. I'm going to describe my palm to you over the yeah. telephone. Well, I like to start with the palm reading. What, what can I tell you about my palm? Well, first of all, just remove that layer of sweat uh-huh. off the palm, just so we can see the lines in your hand. Wipe it on your slacks. All right, my hand is dry. Okay, now describe the long line down the center of your hand. My lifeline, you mean. Right. Okay, I'm looking at the long line. What do you want me to tell you? And then there should be another long line kind of underneath it. Mm-hmm. Now, do you have a sharp knife handy? Take a knife and just clearly make another line separating those two lines with a knife, a deep, deep incision. Why would I do that? Because I need to see what's underneath those lines in order to tell you, you what's happening. You need to see the inside of my hand. Because I need to go deeper, uh-huh. beyond the skin, to reach the other side in order to tell you what's happening. The other side of my hand. Pretty much, yeah. Okay, all right. Can okay, we... let's, let's move on. Okay, um, I'm seeing your hands in my head. Uh-huh. I'm seeing little girls' hands, unscathed hands that have never done a, a lick of work in their life. Mm-hmm. You're a writer, perchance? Yes. Sir? Yes, I am, okay. sir. Okay, I'm getting jerky vibes, like that you're kind of a creep. There is no such thing as I, a jerk I'm, vibe. I just can't tell if it's creep or jerk. Hmm. Maybe a, Is it possible there's a subtle mix of both, like you're a creep, creepy jerk? Okay, Howard, could we move on from the, from the palm reading portion? Okay, so let's look into your future. I'm seeing that you are definitely going to die one day. You don't say. You're going to die in a way that's not only uh, painful but somehow humiliating, and you're going to live just long enough to experience that humiliation. Mm-hmm. Strange. You're, like, you're, you're lying. You're on your back. You're looking at the underbelly of a pinball machine. Okay, Howard, I'm, I'm going to let you go. Uh, I think uh, I should I'll... let you know uh, that it's three ninety nine a minute for the first five minutes, and you'll be charged two ninety nine for every subsequent minute. Who, Howard, I'm not paying you anything. I have your credit card here. What did I tell you about that? I'm afraid it's already been processed. Howard, I want my credit card back. I divine that you will not get it back till tomorrow supper time when you'll be taking me for a steak. Okay, Howard, I'm hanging up. You, you know, there's actually no point because if you hang up now, there's already a flat fee of $189. Will you come up with this stuff? This is the standard fee. No, it's not standard. Auntie Sandra passed away in 2005. 
Sandra would often take me aside and sing me what she called cowgirl songs. As a child, I would sometimes call her up for a song. And now, she's gone. Right below her name, at the bottom of the S page, is Scott Carrier. I haven't spoken to Scott in years, and seeing his name, I realize I miss him. Why not reach out to a person while you still can? Hello? Hey, is, is, Hello? This, is this Scott? Yes. Hey, Scott, it's, this? it's Jonathan Goldstein speaking. Hey, all right. How you doing? I'm doing okay. How are you doing? Pretty good. Not bad. Yeah? It's spring here. Nice weather. In, you're in Salt Lake City, right? Yeah, I'm walking the dog. Uh-huh. The dog park. Does your dog get along with the other dogs in the dog park? She's very friendly. Wait, she, like, socializes me. Oh, do you meet people through your dog? Yeah, but my tendency is to walk up and start asking all kinds of personal questions, and it kind of freaks people out a little bit. I mean, I get right into it. It's not typical dog park conversation, apparently. What do you you go up and ask them? Let's see. Let me think. The last time I was asking everybody... Just the end of the world as we know it. It's the only thing science and religion agree on, but for different reasons. Um, do do you do you think that these are the end days? Is that why you went around asking this? Yeah, I believe the science. I believe the climate change. I mean, I don't think people are going to be wiped off the face of the earth. I just think it's going to be quite a bit different and more difficult in a lot of ways. It already is compared to when I was a kid growing up. What's the final scenario that you're envisioning? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, I think people will try to leave, flee the cities because if you cut off the supplies of food and water in a city, that's just going to be mayhem. And there'll be men with guns on the roads, either keeping them in or keeping them on the road so they can't pull off at exits. But you don't think it's going to be in like your lifetime or your kid's lifetime? Yeah, I think it's going to be in my lifetime. Don't you? No, I don't I don't think huh. so. Why, you think that's huh. naive? How come you think things are going to be all right? I don't know. I guess just because they were they're okay today, they were all right yesterday. <laughs> uh, yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. I'm it's actually you're right. Do you have a gun? What? I don't have a gun, no. I think if I had a gun, I would get shot sooner. I think I'd be better just with my mouth or talking. Fast talking your way out of out of situation. Yeah, talking is much better. Just don't approach the situation with with violence or whatever. What do I have to lose? My life. They can kill me. It's all right. I think. I guess I'm going to die sometime. So if you don't confront people with fear, right? If you're not scared. When I've had guns pointed at me. I haven't reacted with fear if I act like I got nothing to lose in there. Stop them being angry because they're scared too. When was the last time that you had a gun pointed at you? Here on the highway once. Got pointed a rifle right at me. Why? He came really close to me. I was on my bike. He came really close to me in a car and I banged his window as he went by. And he got out. 
first he had a knife, and so I held my bike up kind of as a shield or whatever, and then he just like calmly went back in the car and got a deer rifle. <laughs> he went back in the car to get a rifle. He got a deer rifle. And what happened? I was with a friend, and we talked the guy down. Is the end of the world always on your mind, or are there times when you forget no, about it? not really. I mean, we don't seem to be able to do anything about it. You know, we're just like heads in the sand type thing. Did you... Um... That's kind of a downer, sorry. I don't... I try to think of something funny to say, but... Yeah, you got something funny to say? <laughs> you want to end on a joke? <laughs> Why was six afraid of seven? Because seven, eight, nine. Yes, the only <laughs> one I know. I think I just heard one about um, a termite walks into a bar and says, "Where's the bartender?" You get it? <laughs> the bar is the bartender. Where is the bartender? Yeah, okay, that's good. That's a good one. I don't think I delivered it properly. <laughs> Where's the bartender? <laughs> yeah. I get it. I slow. Sorry. No. On Wiretap today, you heard Mary Claude Pallet, Dimitri Ehrlich, Howard Chakowitz, and Scott Carrier whose new podcast, Home of the Brave, can be downloaded from iTunes. Wiretap is produced by Mira Birdwin-Tonic, Crystal Duhame, and me, Jonathan Goldstein. Tune into Wiretap Saturdays at 3.30 and Thursday evenings at 11.30. You can also hear Wiretap across North America on Sirius XM. Or subscribe to the free podcast at cbc.ca slash wiretap, where you can also download the latest Wiretap ringtone. I wrote this in my squadatorium. An answer to a question that no one is asking with every ring of your phone.